Hi, this is Beagle. This is Pants. And this is episode number five of Beagle and Pants. And today is July 5th, 2016. <laughs> and I know that because it's the day after the 4th. Yeah. And I'm just going to dive right in. How amazing was that documentary that we watched? Amazing? Um, I mean, it was weird. Yeah. That's what I think that might be what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. What the heck was that? I just got done watching it, so I'm... I think you're still processing. It's so weird. Okay, so let me... Why was it made? Let me talk a little bit about... Just so they know what we're talking about. Who's they? Uh, Mom, dad, (laughs) my husband. Yeah. Who else? I think that's it. Yeah. No. Okay. We have more downloads than that. So there must be other people. Yeah. Uh, We watched The Store, which was released in 1983 and directed by Frederick Weissman. And it's about the Neiman Marcus department store in Dallas, Texas. And it's at the corporate headquarters. And so you get, in the documentary, you get this peek into the day-to-day of the store, but also into higher level corporate stuff as well. And there's no plot there's no narration. story, no narration. No introduction. No, nothing. Nothing. Like that. And I think, I I haven't seen, at least I don't think I've seen other documentaries by Frederick Weissman. He's like famous documentarian. Oh, he is? Yeah. This what? was the first one that he did in color. Oh. What I, else has he done? I mean, I can't even. Yeah. I love that we talk about documentaries and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. We're not documentary we people. We don't know. No, not at all. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go so far back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we're not documentary historians. No. In in any way, shape, or form. Close. But he would do, I think, institutional sort of exposes or just documentaries about institutions to sort of reveal what was going on inside of them. Mm -hmm. I think uh, earlier in like the 60s and 70s, he had a couple like really groundbreaking and amazing sort of journalism type documentaries that he became really famous for. Do you mean documentaries about journalism? No, no, where it was like a journalism style, sort of where he was like... Investigating something? Well, it was revealing information about something that people didn't really know before. Yeah. Uh, There was nothing really surprising about what happens in a department store, right? right? So your whole like, why did this happen? He actually got some criticism on this documentary because uh, people expected greater things yeah. of him and they thought this was just very like well what's this why <laughs> and uh apparently he got all mad he's like they didn't get what he was trying to do and it's totally in in the same line with what he'd been doing in the past just revealing organizations oh to okay people yeah or something okay. like that. I can see that yeah so but that was like for me reading two paragraphs in uh-huh. Wikipedia, so yeah, that's what I know. So I'll go through the history of Neiman Marcus just a little bit. It was founded in 1907 by Herbert Marcus and his sister Carrie Marcus, Neiman. And they had $25,000 from a previous venture, and they had two opportunities to invest it. There was this fledgling Coca-Cola company that they could invest <laughs> it in, or, and then do what they did, which is open this store in Texas, and they had had a background in department stores. And from the beginning, it had luxury brands. And uh, Herbert and Carrie died in the early 50s. 
And at that point, Herbert's son, Stanley Marcus, took over. He's the one that they show in this documentary. Uh, he's clearly, again, we don't know what's going on, and it's 33 years ago. So we don't just know who this guy is. I think back then, people would have been more like, oh, yeah, that guy, like Bill Gates or only in the department store world. I don't mm. know. Hmm. Um, their very first store outside of Dallas was in Houston in 1957. Their first store outside of Texas was in Florida in 1971. And now, of course, they are all around the country. So the Christmas catalog is famous every year. The press will always talk about it. Like the Huffington Post will be like, the Neiman Marcus Christmas catalog is out and here's the stuff that's oh, in right. it. Well, because they always... It's a big deal. It's a big deal because it's filled with extravagant and like super weird gifts and at one point the catalog was the item most stolen from mailboxes mm. and the chicago postmaster suggested that they put them in plain brown wrappers so like in 1960 in the catalog they had his and her airplanes and in other years what? they sold airplanes well not all the time but just for the catalog they would wow yeah other years they had his and hers hot air balloons uh, oh, weird. His and her submarines, his and her camels. Like, their point was to be just beyond luxurious, mm. right? And mm -hmm. rich and extravagant. Uh, the 19... No, what decade are we in? The 2015... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. The 2015 catalog has had a... For $150,000, you would get a motorcycle and a two-day motorcycle ride with Keanu Reeves. Uh, there was a $28,000 peacock figurine. I mean, it was gorgeous, but it was a, well, somebody I'm sure owns that. <laughs> There's a Gucci bag for kids for $530. The dog collar for $500. So, like, What year did you say this was? 2015. Oh, okay. Just this past Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that's what the media will come out and say. Like, this is their crazy gifts for the, yeah. for the season. The documentary opens. Do you remember the opening scene? This was just a few hours ago. I know. Um, <laughs> it might not have lodged into your long-term memory yet. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Give me a second. Opening scene. Wasn't the... was Well, was the opening scene the hand exercises? No. It was right before that. No, the opening scene was uh, just the buses and the people walking up and down the street oh, yeah. uh, outside of the Neiman Marcus store and just seeing that scenery from 1983 and the clothing and all that stuff. Yeah, the way people looked, I mean, that is just... I think that's the best thing about this documentary. Yeah, it is very cool to see the 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 fashion and just, I don't know, just even the way people were acting. And of course, jackets, to use a word that one doesn't often use about Sable, are very practical. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's a good look, you know. After a while, you quit being practical. Right. So. Because it was so much, that decade was so much. And where was it, Dallas? Dallas. I mean, so much. What is that, like oil money and, you know, who Crazy knows what going oil on? oil money. And Dallas, the TV show, yeah. was on. Yeah. And just uh, the Who Shot JR stuff had just happened in 1981. Yeah. And so, like, Dallas was... Hopping. And luxury and extravagant. I stayed home all day. I played cards. And everyone's just walking around like, yeah. oh. so 
With the shawl collar and the diagonal sleeve, you've got enough drama to really make a grand entrance. Highfalutin and yeah. oh my gosh, it's just so funny. They have models walking through the store. Models walking through the store and models going up to people that are dining there and just launching into very sheer silk with the lurex thread throughout, elasticized at the waist. This is from the RSVP shop, fourth floor. And then she just spins around and walks away. Right. This is so weird. And then like super eighties model was like this wedge like haircut yes wedge yeah (laughs) yep so a couple things that i wrote down that just stood out for me uh were the eyeglasses oh like the coke bottle glasses and like and just huge huge everyone's smoking in the meetings people are smoking in the store people are smoking at their desks people are smoking while someone's trying to sell them dinerware right exactly that one like lady she's sitting down up. and she's looking at plates and she's just smoking. sitting there smoking in the dinnerware section that department right it's just so weird and she's like well i'm only gonna use these for breakfast so <laughs> yeah so she didn't need dinner plates because she, these are her breakfast dishes yes <laughs> yeah oh. uh i love they had a, a little um like very short shot of like a little gift area and they had E.T. dolls everywhere. They Oh, I missed that. You missed the E.T. dolls? Oh, dang. Oh my gosh, it's just like this big display of just E.T. <laughs> it's oh, man. awesome. Uh, Everything was so expensive. They're 15000 And that's a matching bracelet, which is uh, $45,000. Which, which bracelet's forty two five and which this one's forty five? This is a forty two Twelve thousand dollars for the three piece for these three pieces. Everything was very expensive. I loved like the personal, sh- the you know these people had personal Shopper. shoppers, I guess. So they're in the dressing room mm-hmm. and they are, they know each other. Like they've probably formed relationships for years and yeah, being kind of honest, like yeah. almost trying not to sell them something like mm-hmm. that's going to be too heavy to wear. Or you really want to do that and um, and also like. Telling, just kind of telling them how fabulous they are. Well, you can do it because you're fabulous. And it was right. so weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, oh, gosh, the fashion. Oh, boy. Well, and the fur coats. The fur coats. I was, that was, I was super annoyed at that part. But, you know, that's how it was back then. But you see those skins from the back? I, it's undoubtedly the thickest, most luxuriant sable I've ever seen. And the fur coats were like forty five thousand dollars. Yeah, back in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. That'd be like you're out looking at a hundred thousand dollar coat right now. Yep. Crazy. So they probably don't have. I don't know. I'm not up to date on the fur coat industry, but I'm assuming that these stores don't do I don't that know. anymore. I think some do and some don't. Obviously, they're still available fur coats, uh, but I don't know who has them and who doesn't. And, but I think outside of America, oh, outside of the U.S., well, it's still a big market. Yeah, I mean, even when I was up in Canada and yeah. walked into a store in Whistler, mm-hmm. and it was full of, like, rabbit fur hats and stuff like that. Yeah. And well, I don't even know how you can tell the I'm sure if you're an expert, you can tell the difference. I don't even know. All of a sudden, I was like, is this? I actually felt like, and I am no expert, but that stuff felt real soft. I bet it did. And I was like... I asked the salesperson, I was like, is this real? 
fur and she was like oh yeah everything in here yeah and I was like ew sick did you throw red paint all yeah, over yeah and it? I went and got some spray paint did you take off your clothes no <laughs> I'm thinking I'm trying to think of a Pamela Anderson thing <laughs> where she like got naked and did some oh something with the fur no I just did the spray paint okay I didn't get naked thank you it's weird the jewelry that they had and the fact that they were making it Oh, that's the thing too. Is what was going on? They were make. Were they? They were designing and making the jewelry, like and, in the basement, and some clothing. And the clothing they were making, clothing. I don't get that. That does not happen. I no. don't even understand how that could happen. That's when I haven't seen that and or heard of that in so long. Right. We were like, they have a jewelry, not just a jewelry store, a jewelry like jewelers. Yeah. Down there, there making a, things. Yeah, and what? And they were making the furs. Yeah. Or like, like sewing the furs together. Yeah. Like he would go, the whoever the CEO was, would go to Russia get three times fur. a year, get the furs, bring, bring them back, back, and they, they would w- make the coats there. Huh. Um, color charts. Did you see that part when somebody was like, and this is what your colors no, would be? How did I miss that? I don't know. It was fantastic because I totally remember mom, mom got her, her colors, colors done. done. <laughs> Oh boy, mom got her colors done. That was a big deal. What was that like, 1986 or something that she did that? Ish. We were right in around Montana. There. Oh, I thought this was in no. Maine. This is Montana. Okay. And I was probably in sixth or seventh grade, so I was and probably. I know to this day, mom is winter colors. Yeah. No, but this came. I think she got her colors done in like 1983 when this was happening it was a big deal I got my colors and she'd like the flip like it was um all these fabrics yeah inside of like that you flipped like an old like a little photo album or something do you know what I mean oh my gosh that's right oh my god I forgot about that it was like yeah she had a little booklet she carried and then the eye makeup that some Uh of the women were wearing Uh just fantastic yeah just little things oh okay I'm sorry the birthday party I was like, I was just about to be like, we're done with this. There's nothing else to talk about. I I am offended. Oh, it was horrible. Greatly offended. Yeah. It was horrible. So some woman <laughs> who worked in the corporate office, it was her birthday, and a singing telegram came. And dressed as a chicken. Dressed as a chicken. He was very crass. <laughs> the And rude. And inappropriate. Totally sexually inappropriate sexually inappropriate and also like kind of mean about how old she was yep yeah and just weird creepy creepy like this chicken came in golly they didn't tell me i was gonna see such a good looking chick you're a pretty lady and don't don't imagine like a good chicken outfit no it was very very Poorly it, made. it was like kept in the back of this guy's van. I think the, the beak had like black all over it. She was uncomfortable, right, Becky? I think so. Well, she was smoking. <laughs> well, she was smoking. Okay. So you're never uncomfortable when you're smoking. Yeah. Uh, she went along with it. She was laughing. I was uncomfortable. But um, that was, I mean, this was. This was just coming off of like those decades when. Oh. Y- this you this 
kind of stuff happen. I mean, right. I'm thinking of like watching Mad Men and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I don't know how true that stuff is, but my understanding is the guy who did Mad Men was very, very good at like researching and accu- accuracy and all that stuff, right? right? Like down to the size of the apples he used on the set. Oh, interesting. Like, you know. Yeah. Small because they weren't as big. <laughs> or maybe it's the other way around. I can't Bigs remember. Not as small. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> but this chicken, you're like, okay, he's. Oh, he's a. Is he gonna, is he gonna take it too far? Yes. And then he, he did. He yeah. became a stripper. Yes. And then he stripped off the chicken outfit. And he was like pulling on his underwear. Right. I mean, this is in a Neiman Marcus office. This is a professional corporate, corporate headquarter. If this happened today, there would be an immediate oh. like lawsuit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was all about sex. And to show her how pretty she looks in her hat, everybody put your right hand up in the air. Now put your left hand up in the air. And when I count to three, I want you to bring your hands together. One, two, three. Well, Margaret, you've just been given the clap. Yeah, it was gross. It was very uncomfortable. And what was that clown scene? (laughs) I'm already like, it's like, what is this documentary? This is so weird i don't like i'm fascinated but visual visually i'm very fascinated i'm I'm like digging like the 80s style and how people are acting and how like every you know all the corporate guys are in suits and ties and there's like shoulder pads and it's just you know things are just so much more laid back in offices these days in you know corporate world today yeah um laid back in a different way you know there was obviously things like the chicken I guess you could call that laid back, and that would never happen today, but... Oh, I'm just so upset about that. The clown. The clown. (laughs) So I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, this is weird. Kind of a weird one. And then it's just this shot of the creepiest clown I literally have ever, ever, ever seen in my life. Nightmare And I'm not... Like, you know how people are, like, afraid of clowns? Yeah. I'm not necessarily afraid of clowns. I just... Whatever. I was like... I actually said out loud, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And it's just this clown coming up the escalator, yeah, going a- by the camera, and then it goes off to the next scene. There's no explanation at all for no. it. It's no. so upsetting. <laughs> and it, it's... He was like, hey there. I mean, he didn't speak, but... He didn't speak or move, really. He just kind of was smiling. Yeah. And then that was over. They had a few scenes like that. There was an elf all of a sudden. Oh, there was like an elf a walking. Guy walking around in an elf suit. Yeah. Like. He was skinny. Tall, like tall and skinny. skinny elf. Yeah. <laughs> it was Old. weird. Can you imagine if you were like smoking pot and watching this movie? <laughs> I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> For you pot smokers out there. Yeah. I'm going to say don't because it might. If you don't like clowns, don't do that. Yeah. Well, and then there were just other things. Like in the office, the photocopier was huge. <laughs> the photocopier took up the space of like four of today's washers and dryers, right? <laughs> like it was just this huge. And I think it was at a right, ang- right angle. Like it was, it was just this <laughs> big thing. It was fantastic. Yeah, people were using their hands in this for stuff, not computer right. software. Right, and they were using the telephone. 
They're yeah. calling their customers on the telephone. Mm-hmm. How did they get information from one place to another? <laughs> there are no fax machines. <laughs> I mean, I know how they did it, but how could you possibly have had a successful organization? You had to use the mail system. The post office system? What's it called? The United States Postal Service? Sure. You uh, had to write someone a letter and be like, we don't have this product in our store, Nemus, Nemus, Nemus Marcus. <laughs> Nemus Marcus? Nemus Muku in Florida. Can you please send that to us? We need one. And then they would get the letter and they would write back and say, yes, we do have one of those and it's on its way. I suspect they would make a phone call for that one. <laughs> Boy, good thing I'm not zapped back to that time because I would be like, letter writing. I am going to go find a horse. How can I get to Florida? How can I talk to the Nima Narcus? In Florida. Narcus. I think so. I, we can just call it that from now on. Meme and Narcus. That sounds good to me. Hey guys, you gotta ring. I could take that. I want to know when like FedEx and UPS and all that started. Like there was a need for overnight business delivery. Oh. You don't think that was going on at that time? I don't know. Let me just very quickly look up. Sure. When UPS started. When was UPS founded? Oh, 1907. <laughs> <laughs> In Seattle, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, so they probably used that. <laughs> I think it's like so archaic back then. Like it really wasn't <laughs> just because there weren't cell phones okay, or computers. So just... <laughs> We're both crying right now. <laughs> just bawling. We're related. Um, UPS was founded in August 1907 by two teenagers... Okay. I think they delivered things by car. Okay, that's good. You don't need to go into like a whole... I'm not going to, but <laughs> just interesting. I don't know how much you like facts. I know, I can get really into the facts. <laughs> anyway, I think that it is, first of all, I'm inspired to watch the TV show Dallas. I've decided mm, I'm going to go... I have no desire. I've never I've had never any had desire. I've never had any desire. I've never seen it. I totally remember the Who Shot JR stuff. I remember it being a cultural thing. Yeah. But I've never seen it. But after watching this, I'm feeling this urge to watch Dallas. Yes. I might just watch one episode, but I feel the urge. Anyway. All right. So uh, 1983, the store. Couldn't find it anywhere. There's a link. We'll post it where you can watch it online. Yeah. It's interesting finding these old documentaries. Like The Man Who Skied Down Everest was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
and this one was on some random promoting. So who would have seen it? Would it have been in the theaters? Where would you have ever seen I this? I think it in was on PBS. Oh, uh, okay. It was released on PBS in 1983. It's pretty PBS-y. Yep. I could see that. Okay. Watch it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but not if you're scared of clowns. Okay, I have something I want to show you. Okay. Did you hear the story of the movie trailer that was accidentally played before Finding Dory at a theater in California? No. So Finding Dory is like Finding Nemo, except it's Dory. Mm-hmm. So Matt, what do you think that crowd? Well, kids. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yes. Like what age kids? to nine yeah and probably younger than that so accidentally uh in the trailers that they played ahead of finding dory <laughs> they played a trailer for an r-rated movie oh, gosh. called sausage party oh come on it's an animate animated movie oh okay and i want you to watch the trailer okay and tell me what you think Welcome, shoppers. Ketchup, mustard, oh, sausages and buns. I can't be everything you want me to be. I can't be Dennis straight boys! Hey, look at this! We've got one! Oh, yes! We're chosen! Oh, yes! yes. Brenda, you and me. I'm so happy the gods put our packages together. It's because we belong together. It's like we were made for each other. Get ready, boys! Oh, feels amazing. Oh, yes! I'm the first to enter eternity. Oh, potato! Way to go, buddy! The pipes, the pipes are coming. Oh, Jesus, me eyes! Oh, got me skin! She's peeling me what? skin! Becky. I wish I could describe the look on your face right now. They're eating children! It's a children! So, you have learned the terrible truth. I gotta tell everyone! Everything we believe is a lie! Gods are doing this to us because we touch tips. <sighs> it wasn't even that. I mean, it was fine. It's not like anyone writes home and says, "Oh God, I had the best tip." Shake with your mom. Run, guys, run. That hot dog bun looks like a vagina, right? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. Okay. Immediately, I was like, "That's a vagina." Yeah. And the hot dog is gonna go in it. <laughs> hey, I am sorry. I accidentally dropped a few things back there. <laughs> I'm gonna fix you. I'm gonna fix this. I mean, I just, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. In my Isn't life. that gross? Yes. It looks like the worst movie ever, ever made. Right? Yes. But imagine that trailer being played. In front of a theater full of little kids. So what's the backlash? 
Well, the theater had to apologize. <laughs> That's it. And those kids will never eat again. Hopefully they didn't get it. I don't know. The potato. That was awful. Yeah. Why am I so sensitive to this stuff? I'm like, the poor potato. Well, there are some kids you know in that theater who are also very sensitive who will never eat again. Oh, my gosh. That is so weird. Why? Well, Nuss's trailer didn't even have the the one that you just watched. didn't have the swear words in it. Uh, There's another one that's a ton of swear words in it. I can't imagine that they played that one. Yeah. I just can't imagine. But the theater said, so uh, parents complained. Yes. (laughs) Immediately. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll post the link to the trailer, but it's basically food that's like, thinks that their purpose in life is to be taken from the grocery store by a human being, right? Like this is their (laughs) destiny and they're all excited about it until they're at the house and the first thing they see is a potato being peeled. Uh, that's, uh, it's a murder scene. Yes. Like all of a sudden it's all like happy, happy, happy. And then. Oh, you just killed this cute little thing that we, in three seconds, have come to love. Yeah. You're scraping its skin off. Yeah. And it looks like it's in pain. Yeah. And then the carrots. Yeah. Being eaten. Yeah. Inside the mouth of Uh, the lady. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it got dark real fast. Yeah. So the theater had to apologize. And they said that they had been moving... Theaters around, because uh, they got a bigger theater for Dory because it was so popular. <laughs> and so they had to get the bigger theater to fit everybody in. <laughs> and uh, they just messed up on the computer when they were swapping movies and trailers. Yeah. And that trailer just stayed when it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm a little concerned about the Olympics. Why? So the Olympics, Summer Olympics, are going to be in Rio. And I think they're coming up, like, soon. Like, this month, next month. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Mm-hmm. The trials are going on, right? Right. Trials? That's only with, like, one. Or are they all called trials? Every sport? Trials? Yeah. Okay. So a few weeks ago, there was a headline where a jaguar was shot and killed in front of people during the Olympic torch relay. Why? Well, they got to like some small town. I Oh, this would make an amazing Coen Brothers movie, I'm sure. Where they, just like the torch relay through Brazil. Coen Brothers, you need to make that into a movie. Um, they get to a town. I'm sure the town is like, oh my God, the torch is coming to our town. So they have a jaguar like on a chain, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it's going to be, look at a jaguar. Well, the jaguar freaks out and starts and got loose and like started lunges and they shot it. It's awful. Right. They have a picture of a chained jaguar in front of the torch. It's I can't. horrible. Yeah, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. It is horrible. And it's a, it's a like, it's not endangered. It's a, what is it? It's a horrible situation. Uh, an Olympic athlete who was there was mugged. Um, one of the hospitals, which is one of the ones that's designated for people to go to if there's any sort of like incident, uh, they just had a shootout between, well, there was a drug lord there in the hospital. And so like these guys came to break them out and there was like a shootout. 
mm-hmm. um, going on at the hospital, like major shootout. Well, Zika, there's the whole Zika thing. Body parts have washed up on the Olympic beach, like severed, like a severed hand and stuff. Uh, just recently, uh, they have discovered super bacteria in the water there. And right now, if you fly down there, you will walk out of the airport and you will see a big sign put up by the police that says, welcome to hell. What? Yes. Why? Because they haven't been paid in ages. And it's a big mess. And they know it. The sign says, welcome to hell. Police and firefighters don't get paid. Whoever comes to Rio de Janeiro will not be safe. What? So let's go. Wow. Because part of me is like, is this just like, oh, xenophobic? Like we're in America and we're like, you know, it's just like, oh, nobody's culture can be better than yeah, ours. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I just, it feels very like we're picking on or just saying bad things about another country and another culture and yeah. they can't quite do it as well as we would have. And right. like, I don't like that kind I, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, but then when you see that the police put up a sign yeah. that says, welcome to hell. Wow. And you think maybe there, there really are going to be some issues. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So I'm totally watching the Olympics. Yeah, we're going to watch the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched Jeez. it in years. All right. Well, that was Beagle and Pants, episode five. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. You can reach us at beagleandpants at gmail.com. And we're very active on Twitter. In that we throw out a couple tweets after every episode. And that's at Beagle and Pants. Alright, thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, we are recording. I need you to talk into your microphone. Greetings, Earthling. Okay, that's working.